Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free today. Introducing today the cancer, the How to Live Cancer-Free show will be Brad Saul. Brad is the president of Matrix Media, which is uh, a company that owns, among other things, web talk radio and, and lots of radio stations around the country. And Brad has been a pioneer in the radio business for a long, long time and knows a lot of things of interest to you. So I would suggest you listen to him carefully, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. Last week, we began a discussion about soy products and if you missed it you might want to go back and take a listen to it in the archives it was all based upon the findings of Dr. Janie Little who wrote an amazing article about the potential dangers of this food product that's become extremely popular throughout the American diet so kind of picking up where we left off one of the things that's important to know is the origin of soy products and how they came to be used in many of the foods that we all eat today. So how did the soy phenomenon begin? Mary Enning is a lipid specialist and nutritionist, and here's what she had to say. The reason there is so much soy in America is because the soy industry started to plant soy to extract the oil from it, and soy oil became a very large industry. Once they had as much oil as they did in the food supply, they then had a lot of soy protein residue left over. And since they can't feed it to animals, except in very small quantities, they had to find another market. And so, the human population became the next vehicle to dump what is effectively a waste product after the soy oil has been extracted. A dedicated soy marketing machine was engineered, and a new multi-billion dollar industry was born. Now, it's this quote-unquote miracle food if it was everything the enthusiasts make it out to be, then that would indeed have been a great breakthrough for mankind. However, as we begin to probe beneath all the layers of all the propaganda, a darker side to this Cinderella food is revealed. And that's not intended to be a pun. The success soy has had in establishing a worldwide eating trend is all the more remarkable when you stop to think that the soya bean was considered unfit to eat just a few decades ago. While the Chinese have eaten soy since the Chow Dynasty, this only began once they learned how to correctly ferment the soya bean and to do so in a manner that destroyed the large quantities of natural toxins, or some would call them anti-nutrients, inside soy. Those are the things that are harmful when you eat them. Soy in Japan is fermented using traditional methods, and that takes at least two summers, or ideally over a five to six year period. During that time, the soy toxins are destroyed and the nutrients are then preserved in order to be utilized by the body. However, if soy is not fermented in the appropriate way with modern soy products we consume in the Western world today, and most significantly, those we consume more than we ever thought we did? Well, we are eating things that are potentially harmful and potentially disease-modifying or enhancing. 
in addition the natural toxins which remain in modern soy after inadequate fermentation are not deactivated during cooking. That's right. They're not deactivated when you cook them. Coming up next week, we'll take a look at some of these toxins and the effects they have on our health. You will be shocked by what you hear. Hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, I'm Brad Saul. Now back to Bill. Hello folks, this is Bill Henderson with How to Live Cancer Free. I want you to listen to this show today because it's one of the best that I've done in the last three and a half years or so of doing this show. And while I get my affairs in order to update my book to the fourth edition, which has taken me a lot of time and a lot of demands on my time, as well as another project I'm working on, I want you to enjoy these best of shows as we call them. So listen up, folks. You're going to enjoy this one. If you're a male over the age of 50, you're probably experiencing problems with your prostate gland. And as I have personally for about the last 27 years of my life, until a few months ago, and I discovered a product which I think all of you need to explore. It's called Prostabel, P-R-O-S-T-A-B-E-L. The Prosta, of course, stands for the prostate gland. But the BEL stands for the gentleman that discovered this in France some years ago, named Mirko Beljansky, a wonderful uh, researcher and scientist and biologist who has discovered two products that combine together help all kinds of urinary problems that happen when you have a, a swollen prostate or prostate cancer. So what I'd suggest you do is take a look at the website which is the product that I'm using now that's dramatically improved my urinary symptoms from an enlarged prostate. Most men have the same problem, and believe me, this is the only product out of a dozen or so that I've tried over the last 25, 26 years that has helped me. Take a look at the website. It's natural-source.com. The name of the company is Natural Source International in New York. And there is a phone number on there if you'd like to call them. But be sure when you make the order, either online or uh, over the phone, that you use my name. Tell them Bill Henderson sent you and you'll get a 20% discount on your first order. And believe me, for this product, that's a big help. Uh, There's a ladies version of this called Lady Bell which is the same substances but with a little bit of addition uh, for the ladies and that is at the website as well. They have several other products there. Take a look at the website. This is a wonderful company and this has been dramatically successful for me in improving my uh, urination problems and I think it will be for you. Take a look at it. Glad to have you today, and I think you'll enjoy the interview I've got later in the show with Dr. Keith Scott Mumby. He's one of my favorite people. I'm sure you'll like his uh, interview as much as I did. I enjoyed doing it with him, and I think you'll find it very, very interesting. In case you're not familiar with who I am, I think you could find out at the website that uh, describes what I do and what I've done in the way of newsletters over the past couple of years. They're there for you to read. They're free, and you can learn a lot about what I think about cancer by reading what's at the website. The website's called Beating, B-E-A-T-I-N-G, a hyphen, cancer, a hyphen, G-E-N-T-L-Y, gently.com, beatingcancergently.com. We'll take a look at that. There's a short course there with about six articles I've written on the subject of cancer and how I feel about it. If you read those and you agree with them, you may want to buy the book. It's called Cancer Free, Your Guide to Gentle, Non-Toxic Healing. It's available as an e-book, which you can download immediately if you want it, or as a paperback, which takes about a week or so to get to you from the publisher. The publisher also has an option where you can buy both the e-book and download it right then, and the paperback with just a few dollars more than the paperback alone. I think it's about $5 more, so that might be an option you're interested in. You can take a look at that. It's all covered at the website. There's also a page called Coaching there, and I do telephone coaching virtually every day of the week with a couple of people, maybe sometimes three or four, and these are people all over the world who need some help beyond what's in my book, and once you've read the book, you may want to consider that. The procedure is covered at that page on the website called Coaching. 
Well, cancer in the news. One thing I want you all to think seriously about is signing a petition called a Health Revolution Petition, which is sponsored by Mike Adams, the editor of Natural News. Mike has put together a very interesting petition to get to the federal government, to Obama and company, in the process of deciding what to do about our health care system. And believe me, they need all the help they can get, folks. And assuming, hoping that they get beyond where the Clintons got back in 1993 when they tried this same thing, they're going to have to do a lot of compromising. But there are certain things that need attention in our health care system, and in order for it to be better, all of these things need attention. And Mike has put together a very good petition, which he needs your signature on. He's trying to get 100,000 signatures before he submits this petition to every member of Congress, both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and to the Obama administration. And I think it's, it's a wonderful petition. I'll, I'll read you the contents of it here shortly. But the first thing you need to jot down here, if you would, is how to sign up for it. Because if everyone who listens to this show signed up for this petition, he would have almost the 100,000 people that he needs to submit it to Washington and hopefully get some of these actions. The website for signing up at it is www.healthrevolutionpetition.org. Just the way it sounds. There's no punctuation. Health, H-E-A-L-T-H, revolution, R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N, petition, P-E-T-I-T-I-O-N.org. Go to that website if you could while I'm talking about this, if you're near your computer, and maybe you can sign up for it right now. Let me read you some of the provisions in this, uh, which make it very interesting to me, and I was one of the first people that signed up with Mike uh, to get this kind of information in the hands of our lawmakers. First of all, he says we'd like to end the FDA tyranny and oppression of natural product companies and end the persecution of alternative medicine and healing arts practitioners. If you think this doesn't go on, then you haven't really been paying attention because I've stressed this a lot in my radio shows and my newsletters, the amount of persecution that goes on of anything that challenges the pharmaceutical company's major greedy income. The third thing he's emphasizing is to ban genetically modified organisms in the food supply and require honest labeling of irradiated foods, which is, of course, a very, very good idea. The fourth is protect America from codex harmonization. What that means is making us like the EU, where you can buy in most EU countries, you can only buy supplements in very, very low doses. And if that comes here, believe me, you will be most of the things that we like to promote in the way of natural healing foods and supplements will be out. You can't get them anymore, which many of the people in Europe complain to me that they can't get these things. Fifth, it says allow full income tax deductions for all health-related expenditures, herbs, supplements, gym memberships, and so on, and provide a $350 a month in health care credits to each U.S. resident, allowing them to spend it on the health-enhancing products and services of their choice. Boy, would that be great. And the mandatory vaccination policies across America, and boy, this has been a major source of problems to some parents who have objected to their children getting certain vaccinations, and they've been forced, essentially, if they want to send their children to school, they've been forced to have them vaccinated. And even if they want to send them to private school in some cases, the vaccination is required. Then he, he suggests restoring honest science to the FDA's review of drugs. Well, that would be a major change because anything but honest science is done now in approving drugs. Most of the people that sit on the committees who approve drugs have financial interests in the drug companies, and the drug companies themselves pay for at least 25 to 30 percent of the cost of those reviews. So you know who's getting the benefits from it. Then he says, require the open publication of all drug trials. Well, most trials are dishonest to the point of being criminal in uh, getting drugs approved. There are things that are 
are changed in the people who participate in these trials, many of whom die during the trials, and this is not reported. Anything that's negative, of course, is swept under the rug by the drug companies who basically pay for and do the trials of their own drugs in most cases. And he says, and Big Pharma's bribery of doctors, which is goes on tremendously. I mean, this is unbelievable. And he says, whole drug company CEOs criminally liable for the harm caused by drugs they advertise to consumers. Obviously, the way to control this is to stop advertising drugs on TV and in, in magazines and so on. But certainly, if they're allowed to advertise them, they should be liable for the harm they cause. And a recent Supreme Court decision, by the way, is making them quake in their boots because it, they're very liable to get a large amount of class action lawsuits as a result of the recent Supreme Court decision on this subject. He says they should restrict the advertising of junk foods and soda pop to children. Obviously, great idea. And ban man-made non-natural chemicals in personal care products. Another great idea. Invest in disease prevention and consumer education about nutrition, which would be a wonderful step forward for our health system to begin emphasizing prevention rather than just treatment with drugs and procedures, which is what they do now. And finally, protect the environment from dangerous drugs that pollute the water supply. If you think these are good ideas, or at least some of them are, I would strongly recommend you get to this website and sign the petition now. We need 100,000 signatures, and I agree totally with Mike's approach here that this needs to be in the hands of every lawmaker so they understand what the issues are. Because many of them who are not doctors and have not been involved in the medical system in any great degree just do not understand the amount of corruption that exists in this system now. So please, I beg of you, go to this website, healthrevolutionpetition.org, Sign up on Mike Adams' petition and get yourself involved in this issue. It is very, very important. And, of course, if you want to write individually to your congressman or senator on this, obviously that's a very good idea as well. Well, another item is on the subject of buckwheat. I've been asked by several people that I've been coaching here recently about buckwheat. And I kind of hemmed and hawed and, and hesitated about whether I should recommend this or not as part of the diet that I recommend. So I decided I'd better do a little research on this. Well, there was an interesting article in Natural News recently about the buckwheat. And the fact is, of course, well known to some nutritionists, not to me, at least not until now, that buckwheat is not a wheat at all. The name is rather misleading. It's a seed. And buckwheat has no gluten in it, as do five other grains, which are very, very bad for cancer patients. And most of you know what these are if you've read my book, but I'll read them off to you briefly. The five grains that have gluten in them and should be avoided if you have any hints of cancer, or even if you want to protect your health, are barley, rye, oats, wheat, and spelt, B-R-O-W-S. You can remember it easily if you just remember the acronym BROWS, B-R-O-W-S. Barley, rye, oats, wheat, spelt. Those five have gluten in them, and the gluten it turns almost immediately into glucose. It is just a small molecule away from glucose, which, of course, is what feeds cancer cells. But buckwheat is completely unique in that regard. It is not a grain at all, or a wheat, certainly. It's a seed. And it's very easy, apparently, to sprout. I haven't tried this, but you can try it. If you buy the buckwheat seeds, be sure that they have not been toasted, that they're raw, and they will be sort of green or green and white. And all you need to do then is soak them for a few minutes and then take them out of the soaking and put them in a, a Tupperware dish or something that's open to the air and let them sit for a day or two, and they will begin to sprout. It's very simple. And the sprouted buckwheat can be used to make dishes that are very tasty and very, very healthy. For example, it contains eight essential amino acids as well as high proportions of manganese, magnesium, and fiber. So it's really good for you. And it has two flavonoids. One of those is kerosene, which is very essential for healing. 
and the second one is rutin, which is a very strong antioxidant, and so it will help inhibit cancer, obviously. It also strengthens the capillaries and circulation and reduces painful varicose veins, so buckwheat is very, very good for you. Here are a couple of ideas for dishes to try with this. First of all, you could try it in a smoothie by just taking the either the sprouts or the seeds, the raw seeds themselves, and putting them in a smoothie. For example, the cottage cheese and flaxseed oil that I recommend that people eat every morning. Most of those that work with me certainly do, and I know I do myself. And I think I'm going to get some of these and try them myself. Simply take the seeds and or the sprouts, whichever you have, and put them in the smoothie and try mixing them, and you'll get some additional energy from them. You'll get all of the benefits of the buckwheat without having to eat the things raw. And then, of course, you can also blend them with an apple or a pear. Put that mixture in a bowl with sprouted nut milk or almond milk. Be sure it's not sweetened almond milk. Unsweetened is fine. And you can have what's called a raw enzyme-rich porridge. It's a quick and filling snack. And another snack is buckwheat, half an avocado, a dash of olive oil, and some salt. And you'll find this surprisingly satisfying and extremely healthy. And it's, of course, easy to prepare. So these are the kind of things that people who are on the type of diet that I recommend, which is quite restrictive, welcome because they get some variety. And certainly buckwheat is one of the things that I would try to get some variety into my raw foods diet and the other things that are on the list that are not no-nos as far as my recommendations are concerned. So check it out, folks. Buckwheat is probably available in every health food store that I know of in bulk form, in seeds, and try to get it raw and see what you can do with it. Try a little sprouting just for fun and see what happens. Uh, It's a very healthy seed, which is not a grain, so don't let the term buckwheat throw you off. It's very, very healthy stuff. Well, I have three sponsors for this show, as most of you know, and these are people who believe in what I'm doing and trying to get the word out to people about natural healing of cancer. And they have offered to help support this show in the form of being sponsors for my show, and they help pay the overhead of the show. I don't make much money from this at all, but I find that I can reach a lot of people. Actually, this show... You'll be surprised, but it is listened to in a given week by over 43 to 45,000 people generally. And it happens to be the best listenership of any show on this particular website. The Web Talk Radio website has about 48 different shows on all different kinds of subjects. This one is the most popular one at the moment. So these sponsors are very happy with you and, and your response to these messages that I give you. And believe me, continue to support them because these are fine people. I would not include them as sponsors of this show if they were not. One example of that, of course, is Our Health Co-op, a wonderful firm run by people who really care about your health. And they try to bring you supplements at the lowest possible price and the highest quality. And the way they do this, they simply buy things from reputable suppliers and then they have them tested in an independent lab. And if that product does not have in it what it says on the label of the container, they send it back. And they've been doing this for at least eight or nine years that I'm aware of, and these are very, very fine people. The markups on their prices are somewhere around five to six percent over their wholesale costs, and it's just enough to pay for the overhead of their company. So you're going to get extremely low price and high quality supplements from this firm. The ones I recommend, the Heart Plus and Green Tea Extract for cancer patients are very efficient at stopping the spread of cancer, stopping metastasis, which is very, very important if you have cancer, obviously. So if you can, patronize this firm by going to the website, which is called makinghealthaffordable.com, just the way it sounds, no punctuation, makinghealthaffordable, A-F-F-O-R-D-A-B-L-E.com. If you prefer, of course, you can call our order desk, which is 1-800-667-0781 in Florida. They're on Eastern Time. From outside the United States, you can call area 561-863-5300.
Well, the first thing I take in the morning, as most of you know, is something called transfer point beta-glucan. What is this? Well, it's a, the most efficient immune-boosting product that I know of, and I've studied dozens of these products, believe me, and several of the ones I've recommended over the years were tested in a couple of labs in Harvard University and at the uh, University of Kentucky in Lexington, and they were tested against transfer points beta-glucan, which came out on top uh, out of about 36 other immune-boosting products. This product is unique in the sense that it is insoluble in the capsule in the way it comes deliberately. It goes through your stomach into your small intestine, dissolves into the lymph system literally, and populates the neutrophil cells and the macrophage cells and other cells in the immune system, natural killer cells and so on, with receptors for cancer cells. And this is unique in that no other immune-boosting product that I know of activates the neutrophil cells, which are about 60% of your immune system cells. So it's very, very important that you try this. I would suggest you go to the website, which is www.aboutbetaglucan.com, aboutbetaglucan.com forward slash be special, and you'll find that you'll get a discount there for being a listener to this show. So I strongly recommend you use that website. You can either call Phyllis or Michael and tell them the same thing that you heard about it on this show. Their number is 1-800-746-7640 in Atlanta. That's, of course, Eastern Time. And outside the United States, area 678-560-1808. The second thing I take in the morning every morning is called barley power. Why do I take it? Well, because it makes my body alkaline which is very healthy, and certainly if I had cancer, it would be vital to the recovery from cancer to make my body alkaline, because cancer patients' bodies are very acid. Your body has to be acid for cancer to grow. So this product will make that acid go to an alkaline state if you take approximately 20 or so of these little green pills. I take about eight or nine in the morning for prevention, but if I had cancer, I'd certainly up the ante to 20 to 25 a day because I know what they do for you. In addition to the alkalinity, they give you enzymes, literally every one in the human body, because the way these are harvested, they come from the green barley leaves of the young barley plant, not the grain, by the way, which is full of gluten, but they come from the leaves and they're cold processed into these little pills. Well, that retains all the enzymes that are naturally in barley, which is virtually every enzyme in the human body. You get 72 trace minerals as a add-on here and 20 amino acids along with it. So this is hardly something you can avoid. I would certainly check their website out, greensupreme.net. That's the name of the company, Green Supreme Incorporated. They have other products there that are very, very well done and might appeal to you. You can call them at 1-800-358-0777. They're in Pennsylvania, so that's Eastern Time as well. If you're outside the United States, call area 724-946-9057. Well, stay tuned now, folks. We have a good interview coming up here with Dr. Keith Scott Mumby, and I'll be talking to him very shortly here. Well, folks, we have a very interesting interview for you today with Dr. Keith Scott Mumby. He actually likes to be called Professor Scott Mumby, but I prefer to call him Dr. Scott Mumby because of his experience as a wonderful holistic physician, actually about 27 years in Great Britain as an MD, an expert really in the subject, among other things, of food allergies. In fact, uh, he's written three books on that subject. The most recent one, of course, is one that I mentioned in my own book called Diet Wise. Diet Wise is the name of the book, and you can find that if you want to check it out at his website, alternative-doctor.com. Dr. Scott Mumby and I have talked before, and some of you probably heard that interview. I, I re-ran it a month or so ago, so we're going to talk about a little different things today because he has a new book out, which you're going to find very, very interesting, as I have in reading it. The uh, professor title that, that Dr. Scott Mumby uses comes from his work as a professor of nutrition at the Open International University for Complementary Medicine. 
He also currently lectures at the California Institute for Human Science. He is a very, very competent medical professional who has chosen, since he moved to the United States about five years ago, not to pursue the MD part of his experience, but to pursue rather helping people avoid both disease of all kinds, uh, what I call reactions actually, and to help them with his most current book to overcome cancer. And that's what we're going to talk about mainly. Thanks very much, Dr. Keith, for coming on today and helping people understand cancer. Bill, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, a very nice bonus 10 years you gave me there. I've actually been in this game 37 years and perhaps older than you think. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I've switched from uh, you know, physical practice to, just to teaching and education. Because, I, you know, you can help millions of lives if you can communicate well and spread the word instead of one-on-one. You know, there's just only so much you can do. So you right. Well, I, I admire you for getting your experience into a, an e-book called Cancer Confidential, and we're going to talk about that quite a bit today. And, and you can find this, folks, at a website, cancerconfidential.com, with no hyphens or punctuation in there, cancerconfidential.com. One of the interesting things in the book, of course, Dr. Keith, is your discussion about the politics of cancer and early on in the book, and I found that very interesting. You had a, a series of quotes from people that I found very interesting to get people who do not understand the nature of politics and cancer to at least kind of grasp it, hopefully. Well, that's the thing, Bill. I mean, it comes down to experience at the personal level, but it's really politics filtering down. But what's experienced by the patient is they believe in certain systems and certain statements. So, you know, what you and I know is mostly propaganda and nonsense. But people believe in that, and it affects their experience. And I think it's a terrible tragedy that people don't know the bigger picture and are actually prevented from seeing it. You know, it's kind of a, an undercover thing, this dirty politics game. Yeah, uh, that, people I, have likened this to a kind of mafia, and I don't think there's much wrong with that. It probably is like a cancer. Yeah, mafia very, that's certainly is. Um, and there are people have been persecuted and actually driven to suicide, driven out of the countries. Some, in, in fact, uh, suspected of being killed by the the powers that are trying to protect the major income of the pharmaceutical companies and the cancer industry in this country. Don't you agree? Absolutely. But I'd like to make a very uh, important point, which, uh, you know, it, it comes all the way through Cancer Confidential, as you know, which is that these methods that are outlawed and attacked so bitterly here in the U.S., they're quite legal in the rest of the world. There are doctors who are ethical doctors in good standing, practicing legally with a regular license, who use these therapies every day simply because they work and they're allowed to use them. There's no challenge. It's just here in the U.S. where there's a very threatening environment indeed. I used to have a saying, you know, back in the way, way back in the 80s, early 80s, uh, if you say you can cure cancer, they're going to bankrupt you. And I used to say also cynically, if you say you can cure AIDS, they're probably going to kill you. <laughs> I think right. these days it might be the other way around. But, you know, yeah, and absolutely. doctors have been shot at for doing cancer alternatives. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, I'll read one of these quotes just to give people an idea of what's in this book. This is about Dr. John Christopher, uh, written uh, in a book by Dr. Richard Schultz, uh, a naturopathic doctor. It says, throughout his career, Dr. John R. Christopher spent his life in and out of court and in and out of jail. He was handcuffed and taken away after one of his lectures for giving herbs to ease the suffering of a woman with terminal cancer. Usually the jury acquitted him against the instructions, instructions of the judge, obviously. Finally, in 1969, he was not so lucky and was given a suspended sentence because prescribing suggesting herbs without a license was a felony. Holy mackerel. Can you believe we live in a country like this? And Land of the free? Yeah, this has not stopped, by the way. An oral surgeon that I know quite well in Reno, I won't mention his name, but he carries a 45 pistol in a holster all the time simply because he said, look, if these guys try to get me, I'm going to pop them. He's obviously somewhat paranoid, but for a good reason. He's been driven out of California by the powers that be in California, which are still pretty much in the dark ages of medicine, I think. It's the welcome to the Wild West, eh? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, here's another one about, you know, close to San Francisco, which is pretty close to where I live. It's Dr. Krebs talking, 
And of course, he is the, the gentleman who documented Laetrile. And this is a, from a talk he gave. He says, after presenting a rather effective lecture on cancer, the windshield was shot out of my car on the road back to San Francisco. The next night, the glass window in the tailgate was shot out, 300 miles removed from the first shooting. The police said, maybe someone is trying to tell you something. The late Arthur Harris, MD, was threatened by two men with assassination if he continued to use Laetrile. Since that time, we have decentralized the work so that if any two of us are shot out of the saddle, it will have only a slight negative effect on the program." Unquote. Well, this may be a good time for us to talk about your comments about Laetrile, amygdalin, apricot seeds, and so on, Dr. Teeth. I, I thought they were interesting. What is yes. your opinion on that? Yes, well, of course, you know, there's a great hoo-ha about that. There's the, the bitter opposition on the one side. But there's also the sort of almost uh, hysterical belief in this on the other side. That, that One of the problems when you get this polarization is that, that one side tends to believe it, it must be good and it must work because otherwise the other people wouldn't be attacking it. Uh, yeah, right. uh, contrary to most alternative practitioners, I, I, I'm not really very convinced. I mean, what I would, I would defend to the last, the person's right to do it and try it if they want. What the hell? It's only apricot seeds. Right. Why shouldn't they? <laughs> sure. But, you know, looking at the science, uh, it's not very convincing. I must say at all. You see, we're very bad, or not, not me personally, I, th I like to think I'm scientific, but in the alternative field, things are often very bad because people muddle up what they're doing. You know, they will, they will take a particular remedy and then take about six other remedies mm -hmm. and swear that they won, that they like, it really works, see, my cancer has gone. <laughs> Whereas, in fact, they don't really know which, what, you know, if you, take, if you do anything, you know this, Bill, if you do anything and change your diet, you prove nothing because we know that diet will fix it anyway. So Absolutely. you'd have to you'd have to do only that one thing and not change another single thing about your lifestyle to be sure that's what did it. Of yeah, there, there's no control, and of course mm -hmm. the the tests, the so-called tests that are done, are usually not very scientifically formulated, and there's a good reason for that. It costs a lot of money to do a really double-blind study of some kind, and there's no real money to be made in this stuff that can't be patented. So what you're reading most of the time is a collection of anecdotal evidence that people have said, well, this thing really helped my recovery. And, of course, I've known people who did apricot seeds, but they were doing at least six or eight other things at the same time, and they got well. You know, did the apricot seeds help? Well, maybe so, but no proof, right? Yeah, but the thing is, why shouldn't they have the right to do that? You know, that's the... That's the big issue, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there, are, there are very few of these alternative things that can hurt you. So if you right. believe in them and you want to try them, go ahead. You should have the right to do that. I, I passionately believe that. So yeah, believe absolutely. The, the other one I, I found interesting was your opinion on the Gerson diet. I get a lot of people who read about that and, and say, I think I want to try this or go down to uh, Tijuana to, to uh, Charlotte Gerson's clinic. What do you think about Charlotte Gerson's approach? Well, you, I think you, you and I both agree that Budwig might be an easier one to manage, but I've got a very fixed, a very definite opinion about Gerson, which is that it, it, unquestionably it works, but I think it selects people who are very determined. I mean, it's a whole, it, it's more than a career shift. You know, it takes over your whole life. Absolutely. And I know some people have said, yeah, listen, I'd rather take my chances with a cancer than live like that. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when the chips were down whether they, <laughs> they really do believe that. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it singles out very, very particular and very determined people. And so, it, so you know, unquestionably, it appears successful. If you did it with the populace at large, I wonder, you know, uh, right. just what results would get. We, the answer is that we don't know. But I also, if you read that section, Bill, you also remember I caution people that there are other things that you must attend to. The idea that this, you know, this great, wonderful diet program, which is brilliant, you know, his, his studies and discoveries about potassium levels and so on, they're, they're unquestionably valuable. But it's not the only tool, you know, and if your person is carrying around a lot of emotional hurt, we might talk about that. Yeah. You've got to address that too. You can't save everything, every patient from every disease Absolutely. just by a diet alone. Yeah, that you have to address the cause. We'll talk about that in just a minute. In, in a way, I think we're kind of preaching to the choir here because people who listen to this show generally are concerned about alternative methods for cancer or they wouldn't listen in here. But on the other hand, they are usually battling family members in one form or another, and they need ammunition to, uh, to help them battle 
away the family members who, who were trying to say, you mean you're not listening to the doctors and taking your chemo like a good little girl or boy is supposed to do? So I, I think this will help people very much, and certainly your book gives them an enormous amount of uh, ammunition. I was particularly interested in what you call the three pillars of truth regarding the, the pillars of causes of cancer, things that you think cause it. Could you discuss those for us? Yes, uh, uh, very important, Bill. I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. First of all, let me, let me say the, the general principle that underlies this, and you've seen me quote it repeatedly in the book, is that any good health measure is an anti-cancer measure. All Anything right. you do that's healthy, you take more exercise, you clean up your environment, better diet. All of these things are all valuable anti-cancer tools, but there are three areas particularly that I feel a person should focus on, and I've called these my three pillars of health. Number one, without any question, is diet. Absolutely. Uh, diet, people eating natural, aboriginal diets, I, I try and avoid the word primitive, but you know, the simpler society, the Stone Age type society, mm -hmm. cancer is pretty well unknown. I mean, studies on Eskimos for over 70 years they failed to find a single case of cancer. And don't go in for the old thing, well, you know, because they all died young. No, once you get past about five years old, Eskimos are just as likely to live to 60 or 70 years old as anybody else. Right. So that's how good, that's how important that is. And as you know, there are many dietary approaches. We've talked about the Gerson, the, the Budvig diet is, is brilliant, the enzyme and diet therapy that came through uh, Donald Kelly. Right. Uh, all of these are very effective too so it all underpins this one thing that diet is the most critical of all factors that many people beat cancer on just this one absolutely number two is emotional emotional toxicity galen who was an old roman physician two thousand years ago said that cancer doesn't strike happy people now <laughs> it might be a bit simplistic but he was onto something you know, yes. he noticed that upset people are much more likely to get this disease and the reverse of that is true. If you clean up your emotional act, that itself is often sufficient to unlock the healing process so that cancer itself will disappear. Sure. I think Dr. Hammer mentions Galen and his, uh, his research. And, of course, he's pretty well proven his theory that a, a large majority of cancers, it may not be all of them as he claims, and I, I think it's somewhere around 70% plus or minus 10% uh, of the people I talk to, clearly have an emotional component that brought on the cancer, and they can identify it. Once we discuss it, uh, they say, oh, yeah, you know, I was taking care of my aging mother with uh, Alzheimer's for six months, a year before I got the diagnosis, and uh, obviously the two are connected many times. That's right. Well, of course, the key, I'll do my third pillar in a moment, but the key to these is, does it fix the problem? You know, yeah. if, if somebody has an emotional trauma, but that isn't the key that opens the door to healing, that's not so important, even if they have it. And it's the same with diet. You know, if a person has a poor diet, but changing their diet doesn't of itself fix it. So what we're looking for is things that actually fix it. Yeah, well, I, uh, what I always point out to people is the need to determine whether it's subconscious or conscious, whether this is still an issue, in, in, an emotional issue, affecting their physical health. And they may not be able to do that consciously. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, the other thing is finding the right consultant practitioner though that really can un uncover these things that's right. an issue too. but anyway let's bring in my third pillar then we've got a kind of bigger picture and that's a chemical detox there is no question that cancer's on the rise and i don't think it's because people are getting more and more miserable so it's not all due to emotion <laughs> no but it is certainly due to chemical overload i mean things have reached a horrific stage now where one in two men and practically that went many women get cancer you can't attribute that to a deteriorating emotional pattern, I don't think, or no. even grossly deteriorating diet. But the one thing it does parallel very closely is that we're absolutely drenched in uh, chemicals, pollutant chemicals, none of which you can really say are safe. We've had this ridiculous position where people who are upset by it have to prove that the chemical is dangerous. Yeah. And there's no onus on the manufacturer to prove that it's safe. <laughs> and in any case, even if they did, Bill, you know, the summation of these things is so complex. You know, you add one, two, or three things together. If you add one plus one plus one, you don't get three. You may get 11 or 25 in terms of chemical toxicity. Oh, yeah. So the only chance you've got is you've got to do something. Now, yeah. I don't suggest people go and live in a plastic bubble in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. 
but at least, you know, some common sense things like throw out at least three quarters of your cosmetics, get rid of unnecessary solvents and cleaners, do not use air sprays. Generally, anything that uh, stinks or smells is capable of causing symptoms. So yeah. any smelly, odorous substance around the house, get rid of it. And I think you can't, it's very important. And cosmetics, you know, particularly important. But a statistic I keep quoting is women don't realize, but they absorb up to two pounds of cosmetic material through their skin every year. Oh, my. And that surprises people. But then I say, well, why do you think they use hormone patches? It goes straight through the skin. Sure. Everything goes through the skin. You know, the skin is not uh, impervious, as people think. Yeah. So cosmetics are particularly dangerous. You know, cosmetics, hair dyes. You know, there's strong association with hair dye and um, uh, lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Really? That's how dangerous these things can be. Yes, indeed. A good cleanup is required. A diet cleanup, an emotional cleanup, and a chemical cleanup will put you in a very good position. Maybe oversimplifying this, but I tell them that rather than trying to do a, a harsh detox approach, you know, you might just try changing your diet to something that involves a lot more fiber for at least two or three weeks, you know, to see if that doesn't cleanse your organs for you. Because many of the people I talk to are so debilitated with the cancer that they really can't go through some of these uh, very harsh treatments. Well, what do you think is the best way to do a, a detox, for example? Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I should, I'd like to mention, and that's uh, glutathione very important nutritional substances and it's our number one detoxer it's also a number one antioxidant and it's an, at least a 1a or 1b immune stimulant too so it's the most wonderful thing yeah uh, you can't easily swallow it by mouth so you have to take the precursors uh, substances i've listed them in the book you know them anyway but like yeah, cysteine and so on but if you can do that that it's got fantastic liver protective properties there are one or two commercial uh, proprietary compounds, too, the one called Immunital, that's based on milk whey, and I'm not very keen on that. You know, I don't like milk products. I think they're yeah. unnecessary stresses in cancer patients. But there's another one called Max GXL, which has got very good science that shows it raises intracellular glutathione, that's where you want it, yeah. by nearly 300%. Now, that's going to be tremendously good, and, and, I, and I know many cancer patients have felt much less toxic after a few weeks on this stuff. Because it's helping the liver get on top. You know, you, you know the liver is your main chemical factory. It's your liver that's sure. going to detox you. Absolutely. And uh, it's under a lot of strain these days. You know, all that, everybody's liver, whether or not you drink alcohol. Yeah. Well, let's spell that product for people, the Max uh, GXL. Oh, Max GXL, yes. It's M-A-X and then G-X-L for okay. uh, glutathione X. Excellent thing. I don't know quite what that reason is. Yeah, and I think that would come up on Google probably without any punctuation. Is yeah, right? if someone yeah. wants to write it down, though, I, I do have a website that retails products for that. that you know, you don't, that there's a network marketing kind of thing, but you don't need to join that. They, yeah. What I like about this company is they'll just sell you the product direct. Uh, so if people would go to maxgxl.com okay. slash h2100. Okay. Order it from me, and uh, yeah, okay. It's just a very good price, no matter where they get it from, Bill. But uh, yeah. I, I do recommend it as, as soon as the diagnosis comes over the horizon. It fits neatly hand in glove with the other things, like you know, the diet yeah. change and chemical detox and so on. That's if you don't want one like of those right. products, then just take the precursors. I've listed them in the book. They're yeah. more expensive, and you mean taking more pills. That's all. Okay, great. One of the things that comes up frequently when I talk to people is, what do I take? to alleviate pain that is a natural substance. Uh, have you had much experience with that? Uh, yeah, I should tack that on. I don't, listen, I don't want to make glutathione seem utter magic, but it's pretty good at pain and anti-inflammation too. So again, your, your uh, glutathione precursors will help. Uh, generally, for what you're describing, I would also uh, turn towards uh, homeopathic or specifically homotoxicology mm -hmm. remedies. Yeah. Uh, Tromil is a great anti-inflammatory and pain reliever. You probably know that substance. Uh, hey, listen, in this country, you can buy it in stores. You know, almost every corner health food store has uh, Tromil, T-R-A-U-M-E-E-L. Tromil, okay. Tromil, and it's absolutely safe. It also has very good, you know, health-giving properties in its own right. But yeah, I know you... Pain and inflammation. Yeah, you do discuss uh, homotoxicology in the book. Uh, right. and homeopathic remedies in general, and, and I know there you cover a lot of them in the virtual medicine book as well, but right. 
What is the approach there that works, uh, the homotoxicology? How is that working? Well, let me, I'll take one particular example, and then your listeners can understand, you know, the depth of, you know, what, what I go into in this book. Uh, but, for example, they, they most commonly prescribed oncology drug in, in Germany, and actually most of Europe, is actually a homeopathic preparation. It's called Iskadol. And it's based on mistletoe. You may have heard of the sort of right. herbal law about mistletoe. Right. Uh, wonderful stuff. It's been with us thousands of years. Uh, Bill, do you know why we kiss girls under the mistletoe? Uh, why is that? Christmas? <laughs> it used to be an old druidic Yule time ceremony. And the girls used to take a decoction of uh, uh, mistletoe that rendered them infertile. So everyone was very naughty for a few days. <laughs> Had a great time and she wouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> So all that's watered down by modern Christianity to the oh, point where well. we kiss them under the mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, like it's been known for a long time uh, that although it's highly toxic, it's very good against certain things, and particularly yeah. good against cancer. Certainly. Even so, I wouldn't dream of recommending anyone takes a, you know, a, a composition made of, uh, of uh, mistletoe. It's been very poisonous, potentially very poisonous. It? Take uh -huh. it as the homeopathic form, and as you know, Bill, this really means to to dilute it and alter its composition so it's not as deadly but still has the healing properties. Right. And Absolutely. Rudolf Steiner, the man who founded anthroposophic medicine, the German man, he started founding schools too, remember. He created this uh, composition called Iskador. Iskador, uh -huh. And I know that uh, one of your famous, what was her name? Susan Somers, uh, she actually used that against her breast cancer very successfully, although subject to the caveat we said before, she did lots of other things at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I, in Europe, I, I used to practice with a, a slightly different uh, composition, but still based on uh, mistletoe. Its scientific name is Viscum. Oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, Viscum alba. And uh, Heal Products, which are a German, uh, wonderful German uh, homeopathic pharmacy, uh, produce uh, Viscum compositum. And I used to use that. It, you know, Bill, it was a funny mix. You, you know, the, the hyperthermia, we may, may or may not get a chance to talk about that, but raising temperature helps. Actually, using viscum therapy and using uh -huh. viscum compositum from that company, I found that I could actually create the uh, rise in temperature challenge that you would get with either formal, uh, you know, hyper hyperthermia therapy or uh, Coley's fever toxins. Yeah, it was it, actually simpler to do it with that because the person didn't feel so rotten. <laughs> just use the viscum. Well, yeah, viscum compositum. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't know if Iskador does that. It may. I just yeah. didn't practice with that. I practiced with its kid brother, if you like. You know, uh, viscum. Yeah. But that's how powerful these, these substances can be. Sure. Well, raising the temperature, obviously, is one of the healing methods that yeah. work uh, to heal anything, almost. You know, the body is working to heal it when your temperature goes up. In fact, somebody said that 103-degree fever is probably the most beautiful indication that whatever you're doing is working. Yes. Uh, I would say, to, I mean, uh, that applies to all fevers and all diseases. Mm -hmm. Actually, creating a fever. Yeah, of course. But let me know. say for the cancer people and your listeners, I mean, just a quick off-the-cuff tip here. But if ever you find yourself going, uh, going down with a fever and feeling sick, take a hot bath, raise your temperature even more, wrap yourself in about ten towels and a duvet, and go to bed and hope your temperature soars, because that can be extremely beneficial against your tumor if you're carrying one. Very, very good advice. Yeah, very good. I need to take a quick break here and talk about my sponsors for a minute. Okay. There's three things that, that I find essential for helping people with cancer. One of those, of course, is to stop the spread of the cancer if you can. And our health co-op, fortunately, has a very good combination here called Heart Plus, which is vitamin C, L-lysine, L-proline mix discovered by Dr. Linus Pauling and Dr. Matthias Rath back in the 80s to be helpful for disabling the enzyme in the, in the cancer cell that causes it to go out and spread around the body. They also found that adding green tea extract to that improved the percentage of its success by about 30%. So I recommend both of these, but from our health co-op as the, as the source because they are so inexpensive, and such a very high quality of all of their supplements. They test everything they send to you in the independent lab before you get it to make sure that what's on the package is actually what's in the product. Unusual, in fact, unique in my experience at least. You can find their products at makinghealthaffordable.com. It's a website. And 
if you prefer to call their order desk, it's 1-800-667-0781 in Florida on Eastern Time. Outside the United States, you can call area 561-866-5300. One of the other things that I take every day, I don't take the Heart Plus and Green Tea Extract because I don't have a cancer diagnosis. If I did, I would add that to my regimen. That's probably the first thing. But one of the things I do take every day is called Barley Power from Green Supreme Incorporated. These are little green pills that contain all kinds of enzymes, virtually all 3,000 of them in the human body. And they add to your alkalinity, which every cancer patient needs to correct because they, the acid condition is probably the most common thing among all cancer patients. So these are helpful for any kind of cancer, any stage, it doesn't matter. You need to take some of these and they are, are very, very effective. More so than any of the powders that I've found that do have other greens, barley and other greens in them. So I would strongly recommend you take some of these. I take eight or nine a day myself every day and if I had cancer, I'd up that to about 20 a day or so. You can get these from greensupreme.net, which is their website, and they have lots of other nice products there. Or you can call them at 1-800-358-0777, which is also Eastern Time in Pennsylvania. Outside the United States, try area 724-946-9057. The very first thing I take when I get up in the morning is called Transfer Point Beta-Glucan, and it's designed to enhance my immune system to the point where I feel no virus problems at all. In fact, I've been taking this for just over two years and have not had a cold or a flu or anything like that at all. And I sometimes go through some periods of stress where I have to travel or whatever and I, I never get sick. And I think I attribute most of that to this particular product. If I had cancer, I would take probably four of these. I weigh almost 200 pounds and one, one capsule per 50 pounds of body weight is what they recommend as a so-called therapeutic dose. And you take them once a day, which is very, very helpful. You don't have to worry about doing it throughout the day. And they enhance your immune system dramatically. And they've been tested against at least three dozen other immune-boosting products, this particular form of beta-glucan. There are lots of beta-glucans on the market, so be sure you're getting transfer points. You can get it at a website called www.aboutbetaglucan.com. Put a forward slash in the word be special and you'll get a, a special price for listeners to this show. If you prefer to call them, of course, you can call 1-800-746-7640 in Atlanta. They're on Eastern Time as well. Outside the U.S., call area 678-560-1808. Well, Dr. Keith, we're back, and I would like to read a quote from you from your book, if I may, with your permission, and ask you to comment on it, if you would. Uh, you've been talking, as we were before the break here, about the causes of cancer and how important it is to address those. And this quote I found very interesting. So I'm quoting from you now. Yes. You need to understand, I mean really understand, that these three approaches I've outlined are the big ones. It's no use messing around with cancer therapies that you may have heard of, such as hoxy herbs, enzymes, laetrile, hydrazine sulfate, elagic acid, carnivora, coffee enemas, and stuff. If these three critical factors are working against you, and in caps you say you are just not going to win, period. Unquote. If you could comment on that, I would appreciate it very much. Okay, Bill. Well, I, I suspect you might not go all the way with me holding hands there. <laughs> um, but I'm very, very entrenched in what I think. Remember, I've got 37 years in the field, as it were. Right. Uh, and I, it's based very firmly on what I found and what I observed over those years. But just picture it in reverse, and I'll show you get what I'm saying, Bill. You know, the person's, uh, you know, popping pills and injections and so on, but it's continuing to eat the crap that most people eat today. They're going to get nowhere. You know, one, one thing is undoing the other really almost as, as fast. So you need to put the big bricks in place in your, your uh, healing edifice. You need the big foundational bricks in and then all the other things make sense uh, and they all fit in place beautifully so that you get a very powerful healing structure and healing edifice. But if it doesn't have a sound foundation, I just don't think it's going to work. I'm not saying you can't find me a case who just took oxy herbs, 
did nothing else and got well. But I would still love to investigate that person's diet. Well, I think you, yeah, you mentioned people that uh, continue to smoke and, and get over lung cancer. I mean, hey, duh. I mean, <laughs> this probably, probably happened a time or two in the last hundred years. But, uh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's really playing the odds. I, mean, I make this point, uh, Bill. Like, there's a term for the gamblers use. It's called mini-max. Uh-huh. What you do is try and minimize the risk against you and maximize the chances. You know, you can never pull a deck of cards, well, I suppose a royal flush, but otherwise you can never pull a deck of cards that's bound to win. But you've just got to increase the chances in your favor, and that's what you've got to do with cancer, right? There are no guarantees in this life. You know, we all have to go sometimes. And, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, what, we're, what we're against, you and I, is people going before their time and going horribly from a disease that, that you know, they need to have died from. But, absolutely. Uh, you know, there are no guarantees. But if you stack everything in your favor, then you're going to do really well. And uh, there's so many things that you can do that will put it, you know, that will stack things in your favor, but you mustn't miss out the key bricks. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. get off my soapbox. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely, actually. Uh, the people that I, I talk to, and again, I follow up with them, or they call me or something after three, four months of trying various things, including the regimen I recommend in my book, and if nothing seems to be working, if they're stalled, you know, either with some kind of test like the HCG urine test, which is very useful in that it gives you a single number, and if that number's staying the same or going up, and they say they've been trying all this stuff, I say, well, let's see if we've really addressed the cause of your problem. And I, I agree completely with you on the three major causes, the emotional, the, the diet, what we put in our mouth, basically, including liquids of all kinds that are, are unhealthy, like diet sodas and so on. And, of course, the decontamination or toxic problem. The only thing that I emphasize much more so than you, I think, is the issue of the condition of a person's jaw, specifically root canal fillings and cavitations, which I found to be very, very common causes of toxins that are very, very toxic and cause all kinds of degenerative conditions, of course, including cancer. The uh, substances that you mentioned here, and we, we talk, I read a list of them there, there's no magic bullet, there's no magic substance that if you just add this one thing is going to make you well. But addressing the cause is like a magic bullet, and it, uh, if you can honestly do that and address it and, and overcome it, things just disappear magically, I've found. I, I totally agree with you, Bill, with just one little uh, caveat to that, which is that causes are often multiple. Well, they, they're always multiple. Absolutely. It's a sort of cascade effect. So you get a person who fixes one thing, and that didn't work, fixes another thing, that didn't work, fixes another, and then another, and then they introduce the fifth step, suddenly get well, and they say, wow, this fifth step what stuff, it's really great, that cured my cancer. <laughs> uh, and it's just a slightly faulty perspective, that's all, you know, that they're, they're all contributory things. So the, the one big thing, you know, that, that, that seemed to fix it may not be the only, that's why I said, you know, we were talking about Lee trial in the Midland, to just pinpoint that when you're doing all the other things, may cause you to misunderstand and believe it was that one and only thing that solved it. (laughs) That's right. But I totally agree with what you're saying about dental foci. Listen, you've read my book, Virtual Medicine. You know, I give a a whole chapter to teeth foci and how dangerous they are. Oh, my. Uh, They they cause energetic disturbances as well as chemical and toxicity disturbances. That's all addressed uh, in later sections in this. Oh, this might be a good point, if I may, Bill, just to mention sure. that this is a, a, con- a continually updating project. I don't foresee a time when this is ever finished, but the great thing about using the Internet and digital download is that a person can update any time for free. We just say, right, you know, version 3.3. It's like software. You know, version 3.3 is uh, ready. You can uh, go to this link and download it. Once a person has a copy, they can get free uploads for life because it's my belief that this needs, you know, you have to stay on top of it. The picture is changing all the time. Yeah. And well, also, I might say the conventional picture is changing all the time. It's getting very exciting. Yeah, indeed. So a lot of doctors breaking out of this chemotherapy and radiation mold, you know, and they're trying cute uh, immunization ideas and anti-cancer vaccines. They're using nanoparticles to get heat right to the tumor, you know, nanoparticles that will drop out selectively in the tumor. Right. What they're doing is much more sensible. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we both know that the thing that's going to save your life is your immune system. Right. It isn't Lee trial, it isn't chemotherapy, it isn't fresh vegetables. <laughs> it's your immune system right. that will keep you on this earth. 
So uh, anything that stimulates or looks after your immune system is a good thing. That's Absolutely. The most important part of everything. Well, it is wonderful the way you're updating this book. I just got it. The Cancer Confidential book is what we're talking about, by the way, by Dr. Keith Scott Mumby, my, my guest today. And you can find it at cancerconfidential.com. That's the website. And the wonderful thing about it is once you've bought that ebook, you're going to get in the email from Dr. Scott Mumby updates to the book. I've gotten two so far in about the six weeks or so that I've had the, the book on my computer. And they are very useful updates. And he's not just updating the online version that people download tomorrow. He's sending the update to everyone who's bought it up to that time. So I think it's a wonderful approach, Dr. Keith, and I really uh, appreciate it. I've enjoyed the two things that you've added very much. Thanks, Bill. We are talking about a new book and one that I would strongly recommend that all of you take a look at because it, it's not only just great common sense from a wonderful 37-year practicing physician and teacher, Dr. Keith Scott Mumby. It is wonderful in the sense that it teaches you everything you need to know about why cancer is easy to reverse in most cases if it hasn't been treated too heavily with chemo and radiation, certainly and damage the immune system, it's almost always reversible and we never, I'm sure Dr. Keith and I agree, we never give up on anyone because we've seen extreme cases of cancer recover. So take a look at the book, cancerconfidential.com. You can look at alternative-doctor.com for other things that Dr. Keith Scott Mumby has done over the years, a book called Virtual Medicine, which I find extremely interesting, and one called Diet Wise, which I recommend as the primary source of guidance for what to put in your mouth, including lots of recipes that he's worked out. And this is from a gentleman who is probably one of the world's experts, if not the expert, on food allergies. He's written three books on that subject. So folks, you've got an expert here. Take advantage of him. Thank you very much, Dr. Keith, for your guidance today and your wonderful insight. It's been great. I enjoyed the talk very much. It's a pleasure, Bill. It's always nice to speak with you. Such an intelligent person. Well, thank you. We'll do it again soon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson. 